Power Project family, how's it going? Now, I want to talk to you guys about Within You Supplements. This is Mark's supplement line. And the amazing thing is Mark used to be 330 pounds. He was a fat guy. So obviously, this stuff tastes really damn good. <laughs> but another cool thing about Within You Supplements is that none of these products are white labeled. Now, what a lot of people do when they come out with their own supplement lines is they do something called white labeling. And white labeling, all that means is there's a supplement that's already out there. They take off the tag of that supplement. They put their name on it. And now it's their supplement line. Quite literally, there's nothing else like within you supplements out there because Mark formulated these supplements with other individuals that he knows within the industry, like Joel Green, who we've had on this podcast. So you guys should check out within you. We have amazing whey protein, electrolyte supplements. We have fasting gum and many other things on the website. Andrew, how can they check it out? Yes, that's over at markbellslingshot.com. And at checkout, enter promo code POWERPROJECT10 to save 10% off your entire order. Uh, Links to them down in the description as well as the podcast show notes. Are we rolling on? Yeah, we're rolling or? now. I just didn't. I just I oh, hit record no. and then I, I asked that question. But um, yeah, yeah, we can officially get. Rolling. When did you hit record? <laughs> I hit record one minute and ten seconds ago. Now, yeah. So no. and just like I've been recording since we entered the building. Today. Pretty much. The funny thing is that you don't see bodybuilding and powerlifting quarreling with each other much anymore. That's not a, that's not a thing. That doesn't happen. Yeah, it used to though, huh? It used to, yeah. and, and then, like, everyone CrossFit used to shit on too, right? CrossFit. Yeah. Sorry, I took the words. No, off you're my... no, you're right. <laughs> yeah, everyone used to shit on CrossFit, but now you know. No, you can't. You cannot shit on CrossFit. You can try, but then try to outwork a CrossFitter, <laughs> like a real CrossFitter, yeah. bro. Yeah. So, like, why though? What's the reason? The reason is because it appears like it's worked. It's mm-hmm. gotten really good results, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think... Um, for the people that stay safe. Yeah, right. Right. Yeah, for the people that fucking make it through. And that's yeah. uh, one conjecture that coaches have. It's like, well, uh, if I just fucking kill everybody with programming and have a handful of genetic mutants... Uh, the price the <laughs> yeah. Have some uh, mutants that, that can handle it. I mean, <laughs> the Bulgarians did the same thing. They trained three times mm-hmm. a day. Yeah. And uh, they just... They put as many people into Olympic lifting as they could find that were uh, looked like they were suited for that. They're That's like, what the Chinese do too. Yeah, they, yeah, they, yeah, they shove them into it, and then they're like, "Look how good our system is." And you're like, "I don't yeah. know if it's the system or if it's just the fact that people, the people that survived, uh-huh. <laughs> are so skilled and probably uh, pretty talented and genetically." awesome anyway that was darwin white right yeah mm-hmm. survival of like that, yeah. that. hey <laughs> you know uh this this chong shia guy i think i told you guys he told me that the chinese weightlifters or the chinese how they pick <laughs> who's gonna make it to like the olympics this is just an excuse <laughs> <laughs> they poke the butts of young children <laughs> to see what has m- more buoyancy to tell like this is good fascia versus this isn't good fascia i mean i don't think Andrew. hey no i'm just joking but that's <laughs> i don't put it be partially you know, right i think paul saladino you know, he's checking out taints right to see if these diets are working right so i saw lane made a video on it and i didn't i didn't watch it but i just kept i loved uh watching this the faces that lane kept making because he's talking about like saving the children's taints or something yeah. like that. and 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 lane will like he'll get pretty like animated and stuff but like he like he literally lost it like he started laughing really hard and he like had to cut it or whatever but like he was just like who the fuck is measuring these taints and i'm like that's funny mark just asked the same thing today like <laughs> Seriously, <laughs> but yeah, actually, I, I they can't just be measuring kids' taints though. That can't no. no. It has to be another method. There, I don't know what. It what is, is the methodology? How are we doing this? How are we when, getting these measurements? When what son, are we squaring and and what are we uh, fucking rounding up? Yeah, <laughs> when my son was born, there was no measuring tape on anything down there. So I'm like, hmm. like I don't know where they get the taints. Imagine that taint measurements. Like, what the fuck are you doing, my kid? This sounds like, like a well, who's that conspiracy down. theorist? Um, the Andrew white. Zaragoza. No, no? okay. No. Oh, he's the ang- Alex Jones. Oh, yeah. They're measuring the kids' taints. <laughs> I have the documents. I have the documents. <laughs> They're trying uh, to cover it up. It's a big conspiracy. Oh, God. Somebody's measuring it. Right? Has to be. Now have I'm to curious be. about the measurement of my taint. Like, I really want to know how do I score up against people as far as taints think, uh, are concerned. I think it's also like a, it's a way to tell mammals, right? Like, uh,. <laughs> Apart, like in comparison to the females, right? Like, as a female has a shorter taint, so yeah, 
it's oh, problematic that right. our yeah, taints yeah. are are shriveling up. I think I think the idea here is that we're going to end up with like this vortex, like, and then we're going to end up like our taint will shrivel up so much that our balls and our dick will mm-hmm. turn into a vagina. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think that's what's happening if we're lucky. Oh man, oh, could you work? It's out supposed your- to be all the same kind of material. From what I've heard. Could you work out your taint fascia? And oh. That way you can unlock it? I mean, hey, doing squats and doing you some pelvic floor work? So you, you can't do it alone, Andrew. <laughs> okay. And that's why Ansem and I are here today. <laughs> I appreciate it, guys. We're always right here alongside <laughs> you, behind you, supportive. Inside you. In, yeah. Whatever way we can be. As, wait, as we continue on with the podcast, though, I have a true legitimate question. Because I'm 29 and I don't know. No. I haven't really been paying attention. But I hear that as one gets older, the, the balls continue continue to just like mm-hmm. oh is that happened to you guys i mean you're in different stages but is that something that continues well because i use trt like it does my balls is like you know they're not perpetually growing so <laughs> are they just like peas just like yeah yeah they're not yeah <laughs> they're not like gigantic no okay yeah i haven't noticed <laughs> oh yeah y'all both, y'all, y'all yeah. both. <laughs> so okay no yeah no even before like test or anything like it was I think fairly normal. I was wondering if it's like ear hair that just perpetually it continues was bad, to grow. Though, so like ear hair, now that's another thing. I'm, dude, I have spiders growing out of my ears. Like, okay. It's fucking crazy. Even my nose too. Let's just, oh, <laughs> just wait till you like wake up one day and you're just like, God damn it, dude, I got something. And then you can actually like go up and like get it with your fingers and be like, look, check this out. I got nose hair. I like, pray that doesn't happen to me. That happened And then they uncle. turn gray. Mine turn gray. Mm. It's fucked up. I know it could be problematic on a hot day. Your balls getting real big, <laughs> getting all big and saggy. And yeah. like you go to you go to step up into like a truck, and then you like sit on your nuts. Uh-huh. Like it's one of those uh, like bouncy ball things. Like when you're a kid, uh-huh. with a little uh-huh. red. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like you're fucking bouncing around on your own balls. Yeah, when it gets oh, hot, man. they just turn into silly putty, and you're just like, I don't know what to do with this. Yeah, you just juggle them. You know, <laughs> you ever. Or you can, you can use a little uh, balkuzi. Oh yeah, yeah, right. Freshen them up. Yeah. Still, do, are those still on Amazon? The balkuzis? Because oh, yeah, I do need to purchase I think one. So I'm going to purchase one right now. Put your nuts in there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <I'll, laughs> that'd be your that'd be great after a cold and you're just like chilling with your nuts. <laughs> that would be a really nice way to chill. Just on the couch, splayed out, yeah. and your nuts in a balkuzi. Balkuzi. That's a great invention. Dude, what was your girlfriend doing yesterday with that dog? That was so weird. You're like walking around with your dog like she's holding like a baby. She didn't want it to piss in your gym. Oh. <laughs> That's how she was holding it, mixing so it up. funny. Yeah. And uh, a husky man. would, too. They'd be like, oh, this is a nice place. Let me fuck it up. That's what happened. I brought Ash. He saw the chalk bowl in, in the gym, and then he pissed on the chalk bowl. Fucking husky. Marking so his territory. We've learned not to do that again. Like, I'm going to need this <laughs> chalk. Should try an ammonia cap on one of those guys. See what they think. <laughs> Kill the oh, dog. Man. Oh yeah, yeah. They take too much of a sniff, bro. They, yeah, that's that true. Oh, man. Yeah, they got hyper smelliness, right? Mm-hmm. Right. Actually, you got capsules over there. I have capsules. Yeah, I'm gonna do. I'm gonna do a little. Mm. <laughs> well, that's. I mean, like to hit you now and later. I took a sip. Yeah, I want to hit. Na- T- toss me the capsules. We're gonna be talking about some glass. We're gonna be talking about some. I have good hands. I, I, I have good I can, hands. This is heavy. So let me we're gonna be talking about some mind bullet today. Right, here you go, oh. yep. bro. Come on now. Uh, okay, athletes. <laughs> I thought for sure that was gonna hit him in the nuts. Whenever <laughs> <laughs> oh, my wife God. like throws something to me, it always hits me in the nuts. <laughs> because she throws it at you. I nuts. know. I know. It's like what the fuck. Anyway, we're gonna be talking about some mind bullet today. We're talking about mm-hmm. some kratom. I know people have a lot of questions about it all the time, and. Um, I was actually talking to a friend of mine that, that knows quite a bit about it. Um, we'll have this guy on the podcast. His name is Alex. He, uh, is a uh, part of a company called Etha and, uh, they, they make our new caps or new, uh, tablets that we have that Andrew tried to eat, Yeah, which is pretty <laughs> obvious. Like when you put those things on your tongue that they're not edible, I was kind <laughs> so of on the run, but when I, when I, it's I, like I, eating grass and dirt at the same time, uh, if grass and dirt were really, really gross, yeah, I cracked it open and I'm like, oh shit, it looks like, um, I don't know, like chewable vitamins or whatever. I don't know, chewable something. And I'm just like, oh sick. And I took like literally like the first bite and I'm like, I fucked up. Yeah. And so I had to try to wash it down, but it was way too late. So, yeah. Just put on the packaging, not chewable. (laughs) And so the the other part of it was, like, I had to go tell April, like, hey, I'm an idiot. uh, (laughs) So be careful. There's more of more people like me, you know, and um, more people might try to chew on these like my dumbass did. And she's just like, why would you do that? And but uh, 
Callie was like, yeah, they do kind of look chewable. And I'm like, see, it's not just mm-hmm. me. <laughs> there you go. So we're R&D-ing stuff. Well, mm-hmm. Kratom does not taste good. Nope. There's uh, It's kind of a hard thing to figure out how to make taste good. It just has like a very earthy, uh, like dirt <laughs> flavor to it. Mm-hmm. That's pretty strong. So some people take it in powder forms and things like that. And I think where a lot of the negativity has come on the internet, I think has come from a lot of people taking powders. Um, I've seen videos, especially from years ago, where people would blend up these like shakes where they would have kratom in them, but they would use like grams and grams. They would use like a scooper, like a, uh, like a protein scooper. And they'd be like, yep, about three of these. And they'd dump it in there. And, uh, from some of the stuff I've seen, people would take 10, 20 grams of it. Um, it would be really, really rare for me to have, uh, it would be really rare for me to go above five grams in a particular day. So there's people that are, you know, scooping out like four times that amount and doing it every day. How many grams is this? Uh, this guy, I think, is three. Three grams? Yeah, this guy here, the the, the uh, Mind Bullet um, extract that we have, the potion. Do you guys put any type of – so is this – is there any type of flavor in here or is this just somewhat extracted? It's an extract and it has uh, it has some a little bit of oil in it just to kind of – Make it, you know, make it a liquid, uh, liquid thing to kind of get down. But it's gross. It's it is gross, but it's not gross, gross. Where it's no. like you take it and you're like, oh, you know, it's it's like Pepto Bismol. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> you know? right. I, uh, he doesn't explain how much he's putting in here. Whoever this guy is, sorry, I can't credit you, but I just want to show how much honey he puts inside <laughs> this uh, this I cup. Kratom tastes good. <laughs> just turns it upside down. <laughs> Let's just add 60 grams of carbs to our Kratom. <laughs> but then, I mean, just for people to see, like, this is after he makes it. It's like, look how unsatisfying that looks. That, you know, that looks gross. <laughs> I would not take the time out of my day to do that shit. No. He's turning into, like, a tea and everything. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I've been using Kratom for years. Uh, I'm a huge fan of it, obviously. And then we sell it under the under the brand name Mind Bullet. And we have Mind Bullet capsules. Now we have tablets. And we also have... Um, the mind bullet potion. And you, you guys may have seen Joe Rogan talking about it. And you may have seen uh, Tom Segura talking about it and, and they joke about it a lot, which makes it kind of fun. And, uh, you know, one guy, I think like, it's kind of like taking crack or cocaine or, um, I don't know, you know, where those references are like from, or if they're, they're based off of experience. But I think what they're referring to is the fact that when you take Kratom, you might not really feel like doing a whole lot at a certain time or um, you may not feel super motivated, but when you do take it, next thing you know, you're like in the middle of a workout and you're kind of bouncing off the walls yeah. and you're training really hard and you're doing a lot of stuff. Um, it can make you super talkative. You start mm-hmm. talking a lot. You start talking a little faster. Uh, it can give you some cotton mouth like some other drugs can do. <laughs> not like cocaine speed though. Like, <laughs> yeah, I've never, I, I don't have any experience with cocaine, so I don't know anything about like what that would even. No, I think when, when people say like, um, like we joke around when something's really, really good, or it's like, dude, this stuff is like crack. We don't really right. mean that it's going to ruin your life. Uh, <laughs> we just mean it's, it's very like good and it could be addicting, but right. yeah, it has, uh, as far as like, the same it's not even close to like actually coke like it's nowhere right. near that no my guy knows yeah no it's it's a totally different feeling <laughs> it's <laughs> like a safe warm feeling not a fucking it's a safe bouncing, warm feeling yeah. when it comes to when shit. it comes to an addiction uh that's a hard thing to really figure out hard thing to to talk about and to be super honest about i don't feel like i'm addicted to it but i like it so much that i do it often so maybe i am addicted to it Mm. um maybe i'm as addicted to it maybe i'm more addicted to it than caffeine or coffee Mm. uh so if you're a person that like doesn't want to be addicted to anything ever then maybe it's not for you then that's fine but for me i found it to be really useful and i found it to be uh i found it to be a powerful weapon in the different things that I do. Now, I want to point out that, like, f- to mitigate negative stressors in my life, I mean, one thing I've worked on a lot is just interpretation. That's helped probably the most, first and foremost. Um, not thinking that a death in the family is always a negative. Uh, condolences to you and your family on your grandmother. Thank you. Um, you know, and, and reframing, like, a lot of stuff. That's been really useful. Lifting has been really useful for, like, negative stress mitigation. Um, running. Like, all these – I got all these different tools, right? 
However, sometimes it's nice to have a tool that just kind of jumps you ahead, uh, like uh, like caffeine, like coffee, mm-hmm. like a pre-workout, like a monster energy drink. Some of these things, some of these kind of artificial external things from the outside can then pull me into a different frame of mind and it can push me into a realm that I otherwise probably wouldn't be able to get into for that particular day or for that particular moment. Mushrooms do the same thing. LSD does the same thing. All these things kind of do the same thing for me and I try to utilize them as a tool, but I'm, I try to utilize them as a tool appropriately and appropriately for me means that I'm already in a good frame of mind. I'm already motivated. Yeah. I don't really need the cup of coffee to like go on my morning walk. Mm. Or I don't need the cup of coffee to go run five miles. I was well, well rested. I slept. I ate well the night before, followed most of the things that I like to follow. The next morning, I feel good. I wake up, I go outside, I do some push-ups, I see some sunlight, I wait around for a while, morning poop hits me, and yeah. then I have my coffee. Oh, and you I'm, have your poop before your coffee? I, I already, sometimes. Nice. I, I'm already, like, up, I'm already awake, I don't really, quote-unquote, need the coffee, but it's a habit, it might be something, again, we, I could be addicted to it. You're addicted, and I'm so addicted. am I. <laughs> I'm addicted to it. I, I feel that it helps enhance my life. Yeah. But I'm already, like I said, I'm already well-rested. I'm not utilizing the coffee to try to force myself to be untired. Mm-hmm. It's just a little spark. Once I have the coffee, now I'm like kind of like, fuck yeah. Like as soon as I'm in my car on my way to go do my walk or run, I'm just a little bit more fired up. I'm thinking a little bit more clearly. I'm listening to a podcast. I'm learning or I'm walking with my brother or walking with my dad. So yeah, these are the ways I like to utilize these things. And there's there's not a reason... I might wake up in the morning, um, my body might be kind of tight, I might feel kind of stiff, but I'm not going to reach for Kratom first thing in the morning. I'm going to let my body wake up, mm-hmm. and I might take a shower, I might go outside and exercise for a few minutes, I might come in here and exercise. Cold plunge. I might do a walk, I might do a cold plunge. I got all these other resources, so I'm not like, let me hit up a bunch of Kratom and, and, <laughs> and just keep, be ready to kill the day. I try a lot of different methods. I try a lot of different techniques. And uh, once sometimes when we get done with a podcast and I'm like, man, I'd just rather go the fuck home than to go run. I'd rather go home than to uh, lift. I'm like, you know what? Let me just go in the gym. I'm going to take a little bit of Kratom. I'm going to go in the gym. I'm just going to do a couple sets. Next thing you know, I do a full workout and then I go for a fucking run. Mm -hmm. That's how I like to utilize it. Yeah. You don't want this shit to turn into Popeye spinach, bro. Like he's getting his ass beat. He's like, let me get some spinach. And then he just fucking (laughs) blows up, right? And it's funny that you said the the coffee thing because, I mean, we're all somewhat addicted to caffeine. Let's be real. It's it's. I think it's the one substance in the United States and probably all over the world that like everybody's addicted to, but we're all okay with. Um, yeah, tea as well. Tea, yeah, yeah it's tea's okay. real popular worldwide. Absolutely, but you know, if you're not getting enough rest, a lot of people will use caffeine to be the thing that wakes them up, even though they're not well rested. It's like do these habits that we talk about all the time, getting good sleep, working out, all that type of shit so that you feel good already and that everything else just adds on to that because it's the same thing with pre-workout, right? Pre-workout is something that a lot of people will use and then they'll start to become dependent on the pre-workout to actually have good workouts. So there were times when I was younger in my early 20s and I'd go to 24-hour fitness and I'd be in the I'd park, I'd be like, <laughs> where's my c4 and i'd just be like fuck and then i go in and my i don't have as good of a workout because i'm in my head that mm-hmm. i needed the c4 that's why i stopped taking pre-workout because i didn't want to have to rely on a substance to actually feel good for whatever i'm about to do and i look at kratom in the same way it's like i you know that's why i'm also happy with the way that we've talked about mind bullet and kratom because there's so many people on the internet and they've gone they've gone too wild with it Let's say that they start taking way too much, they mm. grams and grams and grabs, and they start they get addicted, and all this wild shit happens. And by the way, substances hit people differently. I know people that my, my, one of my homies, point. one of my homies, Brian, he doesn't drink coffee because he'll have the smallest cup of coffee, and he's like, I'm wired. He, he legit can't sleep, and he just feels too wired. So he's just a guy who's like, coffee's not for me. Mm-hmm. We can also understand that there are some substances that aren't for everybody. Some people can take. Uh, Kratom and it's just like nope not for me some people can and it's great I like it because like I've tested myself right 
because I usually use it before podcasts just because it puts me in a better mood. Um, but there have been times where you haven't podcasted at all and then I just don't take it for days. I'm like, I don't feel like I'm fucking itching. <laughs> I'm not fucking, you know, mm-hmm. scratching, trying to get some crate. I'm like, okay, I'm good. I can use it responsibly. But that's the thing. It's like with any substance you use, coffee, kratom, crack, not crack, mm-hmm. weed, anything. You need to make sure you're using it responsibly and it's not becoming something that you now feel that you need before you do something. Can you go without it for a little bit and still feel okay? All right, cool. Then you just – you add it and it just makes things a little bit better. Got to be responsible with this shit. Alcohol is pretty like common, right? That people people – I don't fuck with alcohol anymore. Nope. People people, uh, – they joke a lot about alcohol. And alcohol, I mean, I, I don't want to like you know, pr- you know, pretend I'm getting on some like higher uh, you know soapbox here, but um, alcohol does kill a lot of people. You know what I mean? It does. It's responsible for a lot of deaths. It's responsible for a lot of a lot of destruction. But for some reason, that's a more acceptable thing that people utilize in our society. And so, I don't really have a problem with hardly any drugs. I mean, I think that's kind of how we got here in the first place <laughs> with a movie like Bigger, Stronger, Faster. I think. Uh, I think some drugs can be used to enhance your life, whether we're, again, talking about caffeine. I put them all in the same category. Now, there's there's different kinds of drugs that can do different things to you. There's different things for you, and there are things that can be really addicting. And I do think that you have to be cautious towards those things because you might get in too deep, and it might be hard to get out of that. For me personally, I've never noticed that with Kratom. I would actually go as far to say that I'm more addicted to caffeine than I am to Kratom. When I don't have Kratom, I'm not like down. (laughs) Like if I don't have caffeine some days, when we did like a month off of it and stuff like that, it's just different. The day day is different. And I even had headaches from not having caffeine before. And I've never noticed that from Kratom. Now, is it possible for someone else to get actually addicted to it? I think – Probably, yeah. As you said, many people have different reactions to it, but I think what you're going to, if you're going to get addicted to anything, you're going to get addicted to the fact that kratom makes you feel fucking awesome, and, and that's a feeling that is really easy to get addicted to. That's why we always make the joke that we'll never do. I'll never do coke, <laughs> you know, because I know people who've done quite a bit of coke. I know people that take bumps before you know they got to hit their day, <laughs> and it, you feel like Superman. That's dangerous. Mm-mm-mm. Right, Kratom doesn't make me feel like Superman. Like uh, the the way it makes me feel is it makes me feel very empathetic. It makes me feel like very. If I'm having conversation, I feel really good. I feel like I'm in tune with that person's emotions, etc. Like I feel very just warm and cozy. I want to call somebody that's close to me and make sure I tell them I love them. That's how it makes me feel. Don't get high. The one day that we did two potions on air, though. Oh man. We were, I was fucking gone. (laughs) Never do two potions, guys. And even if, okay, so there are a lot of people that have been getting their hands on the Mind Bullet potion. You said this is about three grams? Mm -hmm. Okay. My first suggestion, actually, Andrew, would you like to to walk people through how they should probably come across the Mind Bullet potion? Well, I mean, because I, the way I have a pretty, I had a pretty, pretty bad reaction from it. But yeah, no, I would say, I mean, also, you were sensitive to the, the amount of it. I am sensitive to it. So, like, honestly, for me, I would just say, like, try the capsules before you even try the potions. Um, but if you already have the potion, I don't know, try. It's a very small vial, and you're going to be like this little tiny thing. And you're going to, when I say try taking a quarter of it to see how you feel, you're going to be like, this isn't going to do shit. It's like, well, we don't know what it's going to do to you. You don't know what's going to do to you. Yeah. And just like, um, well, not just like, but similar to an edible when you already had too much, you kind of, can't do anything about it. You just got to ride that wave. That, okay, that's kind of horrible. It edible, is. it's not near. No, 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 well, no. I mean, but what I'm saying is yeah. like, so for me, like when I took an entire one, uh, I started getting sick and there's nothing I could have, I can't, you can't go back. Mm-hmm. Right. So like my stomach started hurting. I ended up throwing up. And then after that, I felt better. But like the whole time leading up to that, I was just like, dude, what's going on here? Like, I don't feel good. Mm-hmm. Started like feeling like uh, real clammy and like pale, like just like, ugh, like this isn't good. And so now it's like I, I just I only take the capsules, but I've never it, it didn't have a reaction to where I was just like, oh, it's dangerous. It's like, no, I just I took way too much for myself. Yeah. Um, and the capsules, I'll, I'll take like two to three. I don't know, like maybe twice a week, mm-hmm. although I haven't taken it in 
I don't know, like a week or so. Yeah. Um, I, I love the way like I get work done on it. Um, I don't necessarily feel anything, but what I do notice is that like I'm less distracted. Um, I'm a little bit more You're zoned focus in. focus better. Yeah, yeah. I am just, I got that like tunnel vision where I'm in the zone and it's usually a lot harder for me to get into that zone uh, without it, but that doesn't mean I have to have it because mm-hmm. when I'm at home, I, I don't, I don't have it around me. Um, Actually, you know, that's a lie. I do have some, but I, it's just not like how how this one right here, you know, is like right in front of me. Mm-hmm. So, like, I just don't take it at home, um, not for any, like, moral purposes or, or any reasons or anything like that. I just don't happen to have it at home. Yeah. Have you ever used it for pain? Uh, I, I did because I, when I was first learning about it and then I would ask you about it. Um, you're like, yeah, it should, you know, should definitely give you some pain relief. But I've never felt any pain relief from it. Um, Did you ever blast a bunch of it just to see? No, no. <laughs> so the, the most I have ever done was the the one uh, capsule of, of potion from Mind Bullet. And then I've taken eight capsules, not at the same time, several mm. times. Mm. Uh, the potion was just, it hit me very hard. Yeah. The capsules felt similar to when I would take four. Like it didn't feel like mm-hmm. it was like multiplied, you know, it just mm-hmm. felt like it was more of this, not even more of the same. It was just felt the exact same as taking less. So I never taken any more than three at this point now. But um, for my back pain, I didn't feel it, but it did put me in a good mood. So maybe for that time, I didn't feel it as as much so maybe i guess it did help but i would say for me no i've never felt any benefits from back pain i've used it here and there for pain and uh my dad when we were in new jersey he was like a little banged up i don't know just every once in a while his hip yeah. uh will bug him and so we're like hey take some kratom he's like it doesn't usually he's like i don't know i never don't really feel much of it you know so we gave him a pretty good dosage of it yeah and uh, next thing you know he was keeping right up with us nice. on our on our walk and yeah I've had a lot of effects like that. One thing I would I would say is like uh, it's temporary. You know, mm-hmm. like if you have if you have pain, like your pain is coming from somewhere. Uh, so it's not going to eliminate pain, like a painkiller or a muscle relaxer. Those things don't do anything for your actual pain. They just get you high, is what they do. They put you into a different thing. And kratom might do the same thing. You could kind of argue that it does something similar. But it's not actually like getting you out of pain. It's only getting you out of pain for that moment. So keep that in mind. Like if your ankle hurts and you want to run for the day and you take some Kratom and you go run, mm-hmm. well, the next day your ankle might hurt even worse. Yeah. So understand there's a you know risk to reward ratio on all this stuff. And, and, I, and what are you going to do though? Like, like, oh shit, Kratom got rid of my ankle pain and the second I'm not – drinking it or the effects wore off i gotta <laughs> drink more so like are you really going to be drinking you know yeah. like 10 kratom shakes a day or whatever you just do it every day yeah. like uh, th- obviously that's not the answer to mask yeah. it yeah. yeah my boy's uncle uh he had he's had back pain for years and if from, from his shit is more like he was getting older he didn't really exercise much it wasn't in his habit to exercise so he started having some really bad back pain so i did end up giving him a bottle of this and he was like doing four or five a day. And he's like, yeah, when I use it, I don't, I don't pay attention to my pain nearly as much. I can get around and do things. I think that's where a benefit can be with people in pain. Because if you're in so much pain that it's debilitating to just get up and do the shit you need to do to potentially help you get out of pain, which is probably doing some type of exercise or getting active or getting moving, that's going to be the thing that gets you out of pain. And pain is stopping you from even doing that. Mm. This can be a real good benefit. I'm yeah. not saying everybody, but I know I gave it to him and he was just like, I kind of need to get more mm-hmm. of this because like it's helping a lot with my pain. He ended up getting surgery later um, and he's not in much, as much pain now. He still uses it. But that's the thing. It was an, it, it helped him to get the momentum going right. so he could start doing some shit because some people, they're just sitting around because they're in pain and that right. sucks. Mm-hmm. I remember you mentioning like ibuprofen, like it got you through some soccer workouts and things like that back in the day. That was bad. Man. And that, maybe, oof, and maybe bad. it wasn't a, maybe maybe it wasn't a great idea to do that. Uh, but it did keep you active to be able to be in the starting lineup, right? Like it allowed you to continue to play. So I think sometimes some of these things, it could just like bridge the gap, mm-hmm. but you'll still have to fix whatever the actual problem is. Absolutely. I've heard some people say they've taken it uh, for things like anxiety, Again, it's not going to rid you of anxiety. You're not going to take it and have this like it, – it doesn't work the way a psychedelic might work. A psychedelic might take you into an experience that may crush your depression. It may crush your anxiety. Mm. You may have such an experience there that you learn something to where you're like, yeah, man, I, I 
I probably do need to chill the fuck out. That mm-hmm. was actually really interesting. Those mushrooms showed me something really dope. That's how people are utilizing some of those plant medicines. But Kratom doesn't do that for you. Kratom might uh, put those things on the back burner for a moment, but you're mm-hmm. still going to have to do the work to rid yourself of the anxiety or to fix your ankle pain or to fix your back pain or whatever the thing is that's uh, really bothering you. Power Project Family, how's it going? Now, we love these fucking legendary tasty pastries. And love you already them. know how good they are, but I want a hot tip for you. I want to give you a hot tip. Number one, hot, hot heat. when you eat these things, 20 grams of protein, 5 grams of net carbs, put it in the microwave for 15 seconds. All right, we talked about how it can fit any single diet because it's high protein, very low carb. But if you put it in the microwave for 15 seconds, my fucking God, it will <laughs> it will melt in your mouth. I highly suggest you could do this with any flavor, but if you can get your hands on the hot fudge sundae, oh, baby, Andrew, you're the one yeah. who put me on this shit, man. Yes, seriously, you guys have to try this, but please do not microwave it for more than 15 seconds because the inside turns nuclear. But to me, this tastes like an old school chocolate donut for some reason. When you microwave it, it completely changes the flavor and it changes it for the better. But you guys got to head over to eatlegendary.com and at checkout, enter promo code POWERPROJECT to save 20% off your entire order. Again, that's at eatlegendary.com. Links to them down in the description as well as the podcast show notes. Let's get back to this podcast. I got a question for you guys. Um, number one is what do you guys consider – what do you guys consider like being high and also what uh, – like – because people are like, does it make you high? <laughs> and I, I think, I mean, I don't really, I've never smoked marijuana. So that's kind of the first thing people think about. You got to experience that, When they yeah. think about being high, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but I kind of consider all kinds of stuff being high. I mean, there's like a runner's high, right? There's a high from a workout. Um, there's a high, like, I don't know if you guys ever had this happen. I think you have because you drank one beer and and you get naked but uh like you ever just like go to like a buddy's house and you're up all night and you start talking you start laughing yeah. hysterically mm-hmm. like to me that's like a little bit of like a feeling of uh yeah you ever just touch your buddy's dick and yeah, just like, yeah you just start stroking <laughs> yeah. and you start stroking you all just having fun like, hey, yeah and all the stuff squirts out all over the place exactly Fucking just like great. two dudes just having yeah, fun just having a great time measuring yeah. each other's taints of course <laughs> I, we have to do that next yeah yeah, yeah nothing weird about it that shit happens, right? Mm-hmm. But I think, you know, you can kind of put being high in like all kinds of different categories, but maybe other people categorize it differently. I think alcohol kind of feels that way. I know alcohol is more of like a downer, but even like caffeine sometimes hits me and I'm like, whoa, like that really sent me to the fucking moon. So what do you guys think like being high is? What do you oh, think, man, buddy? that's that's hard because when, when I, ha- I had I had a thought, but then when you were talking about like a, a runner's high or like the, the high you get when you haven't seen like a relative in a really long time, you're just like, mm. oh, shit, and you can't stop yelling at each other. And you're, you're laughing. trying to catch up. Yes. Yeah. Smi- like you can't stop smiling at all. Yeah. So like that's a little bit different um, than what where my head was going because now I'm thinking like I feel high after I get out of the cold plunge. Like I'm in such a, a much better mood. We were high from the breath work. And. Yes, and that video just got posted on the STO6 channel. Go go watch that shit. And that's like a literal thing, right? Don't people believe that you get high from that oxygen uh, CO2 exchange, yeah, right? Yeah, I was I was pretty high this morning then cuz like I I did it and I was seeing many multiple colors and it was it was fun. Like it was Fucking a tri- it was literally a trip. Drug addict, bro. <laughs> yeah. Well, I don't do it that often cuz it's kind of hard in the house, but on the days where I don't go to the gym early, I will get breath work in and for sure cold plunge in. The cold plunge was cold today, but anyway, what what I was what I was saying it was um, I, I was thinking that like when you smoke weed or even when you drink, when it kind of changes your personality, then that's when you're like too high, you know, when your decision making is impaired or like um, I don't know, the person you're with is just like confused at the things you're saying and the actions that you're taking. So that's kind of where I was going with it initially in my head, and then when you you talked about different types of high, it kind of crushed that because. You know, when when I get high out of doing breath work, I, I do feel good. I feel different and I am more grateful and appreciative, but that doesn't change like my personality or anything. So there's, uh, I would just say that there's different types of high then. Maybe yeah. while Sima shares with us what his uh, definition of it is, maybe you can look it up too and we can kind of try yeah, to figure out what we can find. Um, yeah, it's, it's really interesting, man, because like, for example, weed, which I don't use... Uh, a crazy amount of, but when I smoke weed, um, it doesn't necessarily change who I am, but it changes, it, it changes like 
how I actually, I guess it does change how, who I am a little bit because I become way more uh, open as in, you know, conversation with my girlfriend or whatever. I just become way more open. But the one thing I do notice, and when I smoke weed, I'm, I'm a lightweight with everything. So with weed, it's just, it's just a little bit, but it hits. What I notice is that like, if I were to go to jujitsu, which I've done before, um, I have to pay a little bit more attention to my breathing until I really get into it. Then I can like, I'm loose and then I can flow. Some people perpetually roll high when they do jujitsu. That's a big thing within the jujitsu community, rolling high. Um, they actually have a tournament that's like high rollers or something. We're like, yeah, all the competitors are actually pretty fucking that's high. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It'd be, it'd be great. Like they test people like you're not high enough, bro. So. <laughs> yeah, no, it's like the, everyone's high at that tournament. Um, but I and I've done workouts why before, but it's like you got to be careful when doing that because it really physically I don't feel as as I like I could get into a, a flow state. Let's put it that way. Now, the funny thing is like with Kratom. When I've sometimes I, I can get into a flow state with jujitsu because it's something where it's second nature. A lot of that stuff is second nature. I don't need to think. So once I start rolling, once I'm just loose and I'm not thinking, bam, I'm in. Now, what I used to what I used to do often is I used to use a little bit of kratom before because I noticed that I can get into that state just a lot quicker. And there was a point where I was like, oh, okay, well now I'm starting to use it too much before doing jujitsu. I need to start not using as much so I can still get into that state without it. But I have used it before tournaments too as just like to help me kind of get into that state because I feel in full control. My breathing's in control. It doesn't get me high to a place where like I don't feel like I have control over my bodily functions. Everything actually just feels enhanced. And that is a dangerous place to be because it, it feels too good, right? So yeah, no, I don't feel high in that sense with Kratom, but I do feel better mm. now psilocybin's different because i've also i would compare kratom in terms of the feeling versus weed and psilocybin low doses of psilocybin i kind of feel kind of similar in terms of just the way i feel in terms of like happy grateful floating empathetic, a bit floating a bit low like kratom and low-dose psilocybin for me are somewhat similar. It's not the same exact feeling, mm. but what I what I end up doing and feeling and getting out of it is somewhat similar. Weed is not the same. Weed is not the same as those two things. And I can, when I smoke, like that, that to me is like high, high. Like I said, low-dose psilocybin though. High-dose psilocybin, fuck, that shit. <laughs> Shit's a different thing. So. What about a t- what about THC? Is, is THC sweet? It's, it's in yeah, marijuana. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I've had a little. I've had a little bit of that before, and that's been interesting. I remember one day, I just like passed out on my couch, <laughs> and I like woke up, and my neck was all like I was just in like weird this weird position uh-huh. that like my body like you know when your son falls asleep and mm-hmm. his like neck looks broken, you're yep. like, dude, like is he okay? You want to wake him up? You know. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was sleeping like that and I was like, what the <laughs> fuck is wrong with me? Yeah. And then I started to kind of move and the room was weird and my wife was talking and uh, everything was funny to me. And I'm like, <laughs> I need to get out of here because mm-hmm. everyone's going to know what's up. Yeah. They're going to know I'm high. That's, so that's what I mean. Like, you know, you're, you would, you would not normally just be giggling when your wife's trying to have like, a, not a serious, but she's just talking normal and you're just like, you're hilarious. Like, wait, no, you're like, this is just you. But um, the, the best definition I could find was on actually Urban Dictionary. And it's uh, being high. Your body becomes physically more aware. It feels everything in altitude. Your mind is apart from your physical aspect and you lose yourself. You cannot control your mind from its never ending thoughts. Both the, both these events take place and makes your world that much different you are high so everything else is kind of like weird it wouldn't give me any i like that you can't control your never-ending thoughts Mm -hmm. i think that a lot of times we think that we're in control of those and and uh (laughs) probably when you're high you're like just let them come the funny thing let it happen yeah -hmm. yeah, the funny thing is i can't wait for you to smoke because (laughs) when at least this is my i feel like maybe people get different things from weed but like when i smoke um it's like the the you know the never-ending thoughts you have it's turned up and it's like, whoa, like really never ending. And you're just cool with it. Mm. You know what I mean? And that's where like, that's why for me, the creativity thing comes in because if I then focus on something that I'm trying to be creative with my never ending thoughts, like it'll spiral into, Oh, this is cool. This is different. This is Mm. right. That's, that's why it's really good for me with creativity. Um, 
and that yeah, it's it's pretty interesting. Would you say your never ending thoughts when you're not high maybe can spiral? You're not a negative person at all, but like, can they spiral more negative when you're like if you're high? They're probably more positive, right? They're probably more no, 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 no. When I'm when I'm like when I'm not high, my typically not really that negative like i'll have negative thoughts but it doesn't like affect me like when i am high that shit could spiral in the very like a little anxious anxiety yeah yeah, it could definitely head there and then you just direct yourself out of it but it it absolutely trends there (laughs) often (laughs) when when i smoke you know what i mean like and that's not always a bad thing but it's probably yeah it's probably a good thing because then you're kind of uh, i don't know just aware and then you'll You'll uh you'll jog yourself through that, right? Mm-hmm. You'll work yourself through that process. I've heard Rogan talking about uh, how his drugs of choice are ones that freak him the fuck out. <laughs> yeah, that's what he likes. He likes being put in like a compromised position. Like, yeah. man, I blasted a lot of fucking mushrooms, man. And <laughs> I don't know what the fuck to think of anything anymore. Mm-hmm. And that's pretty amazing for a guy that you know whatever made three hundred million dollars or whatever, right? To really question like what he's doing why he's here all mm-hmm. that shit right just just take his ego and just fucking throw it on the ground and just uh roll it out there for everybody to see right yeah it makes i mean honestly like it makes there are aspects where it'll you'll start thinking of things that you haven't thought of before like for example my grandma right um there was a few weeks ago where i was just like you know I did get a little high and I was like, damn, you, you know, she's getting there. You're not seeing her as much as you need to be right now. You're not trying to talk to her as much as you need to. You may be saying you're busy with work, but you need to go fucking talk to your grandma because she won't be here much longer. Mm. So I did. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I started actually doing that more. And I'm very thankful that that happened. But my thoughts and when I'm, you know, when I'm just chilling, I'm usually have a focus. Like this is my routine. This is the way my day goes. These are the things I have to get done. Very, very structured. And although that's a good thing, you gotta. There has to be something you can do, and you don't need drugs for this. But something has to sometimes get you out of that structure, mm-hmm. so you can start thinking in different ways and different patterns to deal with things mm-hmm. that you probably should deal with. It's really know? tough to put yourself in somebody else's shoes, and it's. We sometimes don't think that we have time for that kind of thing. Yeah. But if you're like, I wonder what would it be like to be my significant other and to have to deal with me leaving my socks on the ground or me uh-huh. like thinking about all. The, but like if you're if you're taken into like a heightened state, if you're high, it's easier to probably be honest with that stuff. Mm-hmm. Whereas if you're not high, you're like, I'm a badass motherfucker. I do some pretty cool shit. So. Mm-hmm. She'll just have to deal with it. (laughs) (laughs) You know, and like it. (laughs) And like it. That's right. But you know, guys, I think number one, there's an aspect of all of this. When we use Kratom and when we use use substances, we're we're very self-aware. You know, with any substance, and this is something that happens with alcohol and alcoholism, right? People start drinking a little bit. This shit does taste horrible, right? But you drink it because the way it makes you feel. And because of that, you just go down this spiral and it ends up becoming something that could be really bad for you because you're not paying attention to what's happening to you, right? We're all very self-aware about how we use these different substances, substances that some people would be like, oh, that's dangerous. That's horrible. We're not, we're not using it perpetually all the time, right? We're not becoming addicted. But when you hear some of these horror stories about Kratom, alcohol blah 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 there has to be some onus on the user like were you using this responsibly this shit isn't just stuff that you down every day and not think about with intention some people just like smoke weed and go party that's their habit drink alcohol go party right uh, that that's cool but like it might not end up being that good for you in the long run when i know when i use this when i smoke when i use shrooms etc there's always an intention when these things are being done. It's not just used so I can party and feel good. I'm not saying there's anything wrong with partying and feeling good. I'm not trying to do that. But when it's always, when any of these substances just used so that you can escape, that's where it can be really dangerous. Because then when you're perpetually trying to escape your reality with a substance, then can, that can lead to a form of addiction. And then you're like, Kratom fucked me up. Yeah, it might have not been the Kratom. It might have been you. I liked a lot of what Paul Saladino was saying on yesterday's podcast when he was talking about uh, alcohol. And, you know, Paul can talk, you know, a lot about uh, plastics in our food and, uh, you know, mainly eating meat and fruit. And Mm -hmm. he can get dogmatic here and there about certain topics. But when it came to alcohol, you know, he kind of 
he kind of will lay it out to you and say, look, there's not really a lot of room for this. It's, it's a, it's a toxic, yeah. you know? Um, however, like we've been using alcohol for a really long time, a really, really long time. And people enjoy it. People like it. People dig it. But his main point, I really liked it. It was, you don't necessarily need that to have a good time. You don't need that to go and act and to be, uh, to have fun socially. Like, mm-hmm. don't, ha- don't use it as a crutch that way. And um, I don't want to place judgment on people that drink, but I have seen in a lot of cases with people that drink often yeah. that they don't get a lot of the stuff done that they want to get done. And they kind of continue to sweep things under the rug and they kind of keep choosing that lifestyle. Now, you could say the same thing sometimes with marijuana. Oh, because yeah. it like freezes people, right? Like if they're getting blasted all the time, then they're, they're not going to get around to the shit that they need to do. So mm-hmm. abusing some of these substances is where you really get yourself into a lot of trouble. And we see the same thing with uh, with anabolic steroids, with performance-enhancing drugs. Seems like a little bit does some pretty cool stuff for a lot of people. It doesn't appear like there's a lot of negative side effects. It looks like the risk to reward can be – uh, identified by each individual person on what they feel would be best for them yeah. and whether they think that leap into that realm would be a good idea or not. Um, but man, when you abuse them, like we got a lot of dead bodybuilders, right? We got a lot of people that have died very young and we could say, well, you know, people just, you know, sometimes people just die. But there's like a lot of bodybuilders that have died, especially recently where yeah. you're just like, mm, something's going on. There's something that's unsafe about being 300 pounds and being <laughs> completely jacked and, and abusing some of these drugs. So trying to utilize these things in a sensible way, whether it's Kratom, whether it's caffeine. I mean, we do it all the time. We're like, man, I think I need to back off. If I can, I had three monsters the last couple, last three days in a row. Like, I think I need to back it off a bit. Yeah. Cause I also had a uh, caveman coffee on the way in and it's 300 milligrams, <laughs> you know what I mean? And luckily for us, like we're, we luckily for us, we like our routine mm-hmm. and uh, all three of us are kind of homebodies. Like we're a bunch of, we're really a bunch of pussies. The three of us, <laughs> we don't, we don't go in. We don't really like to go anywhere too much or oh. like we like our routine. Right. And so for us, it actually is great because alcohol, too much of that or too much caffeine will throw us off our normal routine. And then we're like, yeah, I didn't sleep very good yesterday. <laughs> and we're crying about that, right? We all, yeah, we. Yeah. <laughs> I hate getting thrown off the routine. That's why, I, you know, that's one thing about alcohol that I could never understand. After I had one, like my first hangover, I was just like, Whoa. people have these. Dude, on a hangover? A, Fuck that. Right? Like people have this on a weekly basis, Holy on a weekend. Shit. They wake up and they feel like shit and they do it again. <laughs> what i mean i would have thought that that was deterrent enough not to drink heavily but it's not for some people i'll say I that i took some painkillers years ago and like i i legitimately needed them i don't know when it was i don't know if it's when i fell with 1085 or when it was it was it was it must have been years and years ago because my oldest brother was still alive yeah i had something happen where shit fucking hurt bad mm. I had to go to one of the guys in the gym and be like, dude, I need something because, like, I can't walk or whatever it was. Took the painkillers for just a couple of days. I told the guy, I'm like, I, I'm going to get these, like, I just want a couple of them because mm-hmm. I need to bridge the gap for a few days. <laughs> <laughs> because I've taken them in the past, and it was the same thing. I took, like, three or four of them over the course of several days, yeah. and everything was fine. And I said, don't let me come back for these, you know, that kind of stuff. And uh, so – I took them and I remember like the next day being like agitated and being like being angry. And I told my brother, Mike, I'm like, dude, I'm, I'm like, I'm so pissed. You know, I'm taking this Percocet or I don't, can't remember the fuck it, what it was, Mm -hmm. uh, whatever the popular painkiller was at the time. And, uh, and I was like, it's really making me agitated. He's like, I think it's in our blood. He's like, I think you're an addict just like me. He's like, the only thing that cures that is to do it again. And I was like, that's what happens with alcohol for some people. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like, they'll have a hangover, and, mm-hmm. like, the solution to the hangover is like, bam, just yep. take another one. There's a nickname for that. It's uh, it's kind of like our sure. thing with caffeine. Like, the solution for it is, boom, get another one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, because I know people that I know, 
I've, I knew someone who was like an alcoholic and uh, like her thing was like, yeah, I got to drink a little bit more. So I don't, I'm, I'm not, you know, I, I don't have <laughs> yeah. this hangover. I'm like, you sure you want to. Okay. All right. But I, you don't have a problem. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just got to get through this bottle. And then we're all Well, good. actually I have a case in the cellar too. I need to get rid of these. <laughs> but once I'm through those, then I'm going to be all good to go. You're not an alcoholic. Not sure. In terms of in terms of safety, like some of these drugs, like if you watch, um, I think it was Magic Mushroom. I can't remember the name of the movie, but there was a movie specifically on uh, mushrooms, and they talked about uh, the safety of mushrooms. And look, you again, you can overdo anything, yeah. and like it's we, you can reference people, and you can be like, yeah, that guy, like somewhere along the line, that guy lost his mind. I don't know if he did too many psychedelics or if he did too many mushrooms or too much LSD or smoked too much. We know guys that smoke too much pot. And yeah. you're like, that guy ain't all there anymore, man. Mm-hmm. Like he was, he was fine. He was high a little bit here and there. And now he's <laughs> like, now he seems fucked, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We've seen that happen to people. And so you, you do need to be cautious. Um, but what they said in the Magic Mushroom movie was there's no case, there's no instance of somebody taking this and like dying from it. Mm-hmm. But I don't want that to be like the marker of like that it's not dangerous because yeah. like death is <laughs> death is a a pretty big uh, a pretty big thing. When it comes to kratom, the only deaths I'm aware of that have happened directly from it, which is always a tough thing to prove, mm-hmm. uh, is from people taking the powder and they were trying to dry scoop the mm-hmm. powder, which you can't do. Because it's not water soluble. It, it's like uh, cinnamon. Like yeah. that shit. Like it, <laughs> so people would take it and they coughed and choked and died that Ooh. way. Ooh. So that's definitely something that you, you don't, you don't want to mess with. Uh, the reason why I talked about being high is because I don't necessarily view being high as being a bad thing. Mm-hmm. So like I, I just – that's up to each person's interpretation. Again, you can kind of – is that helpful? Is it hurtful to you? in your personal life to be a little bit high here and there. Maybe it's detrimental. Maybe you're a doctor. Maybe you're not in a position to like ever fuck with that stuff. Yeah. Uh, except for maybe uh, when you have some downtime or something like that. So those are all things to kind of, to kind of think about, but Kratom is it's in a category of opioids. So it's important to know, like it can be really powerful. Now I would say that opioids, like I feel like I have a fairly open mind. So I think that cocaine from a cocaine leaf, I think was put on this earth for a reason. I think that these things are here for a reason. I think they're plant medicines and I would put mushrooms in the same category as caffeine when it comes to that. However, we have fucked everything up in That's this what world. We do. That's what we Poppy do. seeds and stuff like that. O- opioids where they come from. I, you know, I might be misspeaking on some of this since I don't know all the information on it, but mm. I think that these things are here for a reason. I think they can be really helpful. Like, have people used opioids responsibly in the past, hundreds of years ago? Have have Native Americans done that? Have other people, other cultures probably done that? Probably so. Mm -hmm. They're probably like, yeah, man, I I chew on these leaves and it made me feel great. I was able to get all this work done. I was able to uh, kill a buffalo and I was able to do, you know, do all these things. And uh, so I think a lot of these things are great, but we have adulterated everything. We have kind of ruined everything by making things uh, by by making things way stronger, by making things for monetary gain. A lot of the kratom products that are out there, you don't know what's in them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. A lot of times, people are putting like a lot of caffeine in them oh, to give you a shit. different kind of boost. Yeah, they might even be putting other stuff in there to give you kind of boost. Um, in talking to some people that I know in the industry, they're like, yeah, man, it's a, the supplement industry alone can be really fucked up. Mm -hmm. I mean, you can go on Amazon and buy something and try to get a reputable company. You can order something that's bottled and looks the same as the company that you're going for. Let's say you're going for something from like Jero or something like that. Like a company where you're like, yeah, they've been around a long time. Like that's pretty reputable. Yeah. There's people that are ripping that shit off. Like using the tag and... <laughs> using everything. It looks exactly the same. Fuck, they can't be busted fast enough. Mm-hmm. So you don't know what you're getting. Mm-hmm. Most likely there's probably not anything dangerous in there. Mm-hmm. But you're not getting you're not getting what you wanted. You're not getting what you asked for. Yeah. That's that's an iffy thing. When, when you were talking about like 
these, like even the cocaine leaf, if it was called the cocaine leaf, what, what I think is a dangerous thought. Years ago, when I smoked weed the first few times, there was this thought that popped into my head where I'm like, wow, if only I could think like this all the time. Mm. You know how cool things would be if you could just think like this all the time? And then for about a few weeks, I was just smoking a little bit every day. And I was like, huh, this isn't good for me. <laughs> this is very bad for me. I need to taper this back. I need to use this as something to like, because what, what it had helped me with was to be more open, mm. to loosen up a little bit. Because I'm kind of a tight ass dude, right? I'm a little bit mm, rigid. It helped me not be as rigid. And I took that into my normal day to day when not on the substance. I think that's how like we should, first off, if you ever have the thought of like, I wish I could be like this all the time, understand that thought. That's cool. Now, don't, don't use that thought as an excuse to start doing this all the time, perpetually, because you don't want it to be that now when you're not on substances, you don't feel like you're good enough. Mm. Just like Paul was saying when we were right. podcasting with him, like a lot of times when people drink, it's like they, it's social lubricant. It's something that you feel better when you're when you you have your little tipsy right you feel like you can talk with people better right but you should want to be able to do that without anything you should be good enough with who you are and these substances can help you do that a bit when you're on them but then you can literally take that and when you're not on this you can still be that same person right it's dangerous to go down the rabbit hole of like i'm better I'm a better me when I'm smoking weed or I'm a better me when I'm using Kratom. Mm. You're not a better you, right? You're just using something that's helping you think in a little bit of a different way. Now take that thought process and help have that be something you do in your daily life. Mm. I love it. Uh, for me personally, I usually take about a third of the Mind Bullet potion and mm -hmm. you'll see them. They're all over super training. <laughs> they're all over my car. They're everywhere where I got little uh, things of them like left over. I've taken some of your leftovers before. I've like I've gone to the gym today. Okay, yeah, they're just yeah, they're down just, to, yeah, they're just sitting, <laughs> they're just sitting around. Um, because again, I I don't I haven't noticed a huge difference off of taking a lot of it, other than just being like kind of high and loopy. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, ah, that's like I don't I don't need to be sent off into outer space. Yeah, uh, it's nice to be up in the clouds and get a different vantage point for things. Uh -huh. But I don't need to go to the to fucking Mars, you know. So. Uh, I try to take it in what I would consider for me to be a reasonable dose. Keep in mind, I have been doing it for a few years. In terms of negative side effects, I have not seen a negative side effect in any blood work that I've had. Um, however, uh, my blood work might be uh, like this or that from uh, a handful of things. You know, I have been using testosterone for quite some time. And so some of that might alter things. Some of the things I do with my diet might alter things. So it's kind of hard to tell, like, did anything specifically come from the usage of Kratom? Uh, I haven't noticed like erratic breathing. You know, I, I utilize Kratom a lot before I go and run. Mm -hmm. I haven't noticed anything with that. Um, in terms of like heart rate, I don't really track my heart rate a lot and not certainly not very accurately because if I do, it's only through the watch. I don't have like the heart rate monitor chest piece on, which is can be about 10 beats different sometimes. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I, again, I haven't, I haven't like looked at like a run and been like, oh my God, like it was, you know, considerably, you know, off, it was like 180, mm -hmm. but normally my heart rate is like, you know, 150 or something like that. So yeah. I personally haven't noticed anything like that, but you've noticed some differences in your, um, in your uh, heart rate it? variability, heart rate variability, right? Yeah. So the thing is, is like before podcast, my habit was literally to down a full potion. Right. And that was like three or four times a week. I would down a full potion. Again, I did have instances where I wasn't using it or using Kratom at all. And I was good. So it's not like I felt like I needed Kratom, but I would use a full potion. So when I started wearing my aura ring, it tracks your HRV perpetually. And there was a few times where we weren't podcasting at all. So I didn't wasn't using any Kratom. And when I was using Kratom or not Kratom specifically, but when I was downing a full potion, on those nights, I would have low HRV. And you don't want a low HRV. That, that's a sign that you're not as recovered, apparently. Mm -hmm. um, so my HRV was like 20 to 30. And you I was want like, like a higher, right? You want a higher HRV. You want yeah. to be like 60 to 100 or potentially more. Mm -hmm. And I was like, damn, I feel fine, but why is my HRV low? So, And I noticed like when we weren't podcasting, like when you would go on vacation or whatever, 
and I wasn't using it, my HRV would pop up. I was like, okay, okay, let me test this out. So another day I downed a potion that, that night I had a low HRV, even though I didn't work out and I was well recovered. So I was like, okay, I lowered the dosage of the amount of potion I was using. So now I only do like a fourth to a third. Okay. And I've been good, but that's because you keep the dosage low. At least that's what happened for me. What with is my HRV? HRV? Can you explain it a little bit? Heart rate variability is the millisecond beat, like your heart beats, but it's the milliseconds from beat to beat, right? So if your HRV is low, what it's a sign of is that you are in a more sympathetic state, meaning that you could be calm, but if something happens, you're more, you're more likely to be on edge at something happening. Mm-hmm. And if you have a higher HRV, you're more likely to be able to handle stress and come right back to normal quicker. That's what they've noticed with heart rate variability. So you want your heart rate variability to be high. It's also a sign like the Aura Ring, the eight sleep mattress. If your HRV is low, it could be a sign that you need to maybe rest a little bit today or is not work out as hard. Is it measuring from like one heartbeat to the next or is it measuring like kind of your highest heart rate of the day and your lowest heart rate of the day. One heart rate, one heart rate to the next. Because when I look at how it tracks on the aura ring, it's like perpetually tracking your HRV every single hour. Um, so it's from it's literally the millisecond, the millisecond average from beat to beat. So you don't want to have a twenty HRV or a thirty mm-hmm. HRV. Apparently, that's a sign that you need to rest a little bit more because you want you want a few more spaces or millisecond spaces between beats. Beat. I understand. Like if you didn't sleep, like if you just didn't sleep at all, your reaction to something would be, you're going to, you're going to register being more stressed. Yeah. If you get, if you get bad rest, if you get bad yeah. sleep, you're going to have low HRV. Right. If you work out really, really, really hard and you don't give yourself enough, like you don't give yourself recovery well for the next day, it's low HRV is a sign that you need to recover. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, but I was noticing that even on days I wasn't, but if I did too much of this, my HRV would be low. So that's why I don't, I used to do full potions. Now I do the potion takes me like three days to finish if I'm going to do a potion. And I, I like them. I like the way this feels. And this like this lasts a little bit longer. I, well, the capsules don't last longer, but I feel it. They take a little longer to hit. To hit. For me, yeah. The potions hit you faster, mm-hmm. but I, don't, I do a third and I'm good now. So that's the thing. It's like I didn't even realize that it was too much. I, I felt fine. I didn't feel anything too wild, but it just – I'm doing a third of a potion now whenever I take it. Um, and the capsules can be fairly safe because you can like literally divvy out the exact amount that you want. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You can just take, you can be like, oh, I'm going to take one now. And if I feel like I need more later, I can do it later. Mm-hmm. And sometimes you don't. And sometimes maybe you feel like you do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now my ex, like she, like one capsule for her, she'd feel it. So this is one thing you got to realize, like some people you'll feel it more than other people. I don't really feel much one capsule. I'll usually take three capsules mm-hmm. and then I feel it. And it's good. And uh, in terms of tolerance, I've had a lot of questions about that as well. And people are like, oh, I, you know, I don't want to get into a thing where I need to take more and more. Mm. I don't know what's true and what's not true. It's hard because people don't really – they don't specifically research Kratom. Yeah. In my experience, I haven't noticed a need for more and more of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so if people are experiencing that – I, that could be an individual thing. Uh, it also could just be your mind that's kind of telling you you need more and more of it. I, I personally haven't noticed that. I agree with you because I've been using Kratom for years now, um, and I haven't. You know, I, I used to use potions. Years we would ago be up too. to using. We would be using a lot at this point. We've been using it for yeah. a long time. Yeah, right? I'm using it for years, and if 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 my tolerance was going <laughs> up, I'd be having to down two potions before <laughs> yeah. a podcast. But the funny thing is, like, because again, I would down a potion before. It always feels the same. It never felt like, oh, this doesn't hit the same. Mm-hmm. It always hit the same. And again, this is anecdotal. This is me. You feel the same thing. Mm-hmm. There might be some people out there who feel like they need more or feel like they build a tolerance. I haven't felt that, which is a very interesting thing because you build a tolerance with caffeine, right? You Or, you, you know, you build a you – know, so – I would say that if you take it and you don't feel anything, that's a good start. Yes. Like some people are like, oh, man, I took it and I didn't feel anything. Like, actually, that's great. Mm-hmm. You're like, oh, I took two capsules. I didn't feel much. That's a great place to start. You want to feel something? Try three capsules. Um, also, I think sometimes if you take it pre-workout, you might have to pay attention to when you took it. For me, like, Kratom doesn't normally really hit me until about like 20, 30 minutes. Even the potion, the takes, potion? About, takes about 15, 20 minutes for it to actually – hit me and I'll be on a walk and I'll be like, what is that? And I'll be like, oh, that's Kratom. There we go. Mm-hmm. I'm going to text Andrew and Asima. Fuck with them. See what's up. And again, the only <laughs> way you can describe it, man, is just like a, a better mood. Mm-hmm. That's all. It's not, 
you know, it, it's not in, it doesn't feel like a drug drug because you're just not better mood. Yeah. With alcohol, you start to feel like. Yeah, you and start mushrooms to feel is like is a literal trip. You're like, yeah. oh, <laughs> high dose mushrooms. Yeah, here that's a trip. we go. Yeah, You're like fuck. strap in because it's gonna be a ride. Yeah, uh-huh. put mm-hmm. your helmet on. The visuals start to happen. Things start. You're like, we're here. We've arrived. You know. So <laughs> that's hey. awesome. Works really good for fasting too. I, I've, we've mentioned that on the show before, but it it does for me. It's made fasting a lot easier. Um, I think other people will find it will do the same for them. Want to take us on out of here, Andrew? Sure thing. Tell them where they can get some Mind Bullet. Yeah, yeah. Thank you, everybody, for checking out today's episode. If you guys want to uh, dip your toe into some Mind Bullet, uh, head over to mindbullet.com and at checkout, enter promo code POWERPROJECT to save a certain amount of money. I forgot. Don't dip your toe in. Dip your whole taint in that shit. Let's go. Dip your whole taint in that shit. Let's go. Whole taint in a quarter of a potion. Yes, just just to be safe. Have you ever tried uh, (laughs) pouring down your ass? Like maybe grab a spigot and pour some potion down your ass? And then drink it? No, no, no. Literally just butt chug it. Like you know how people do that beer of my own butt. Like (laughs) like put like here, put a spigot and pour a potion. Yeah, I could I could figure that out. Yeah, Yeah. wonder if it hits you faster. It would fuck you up probably. Yeah, are there certain drugs that they hit you faster if you take them through the ass? Yeah, there's like uh the what is it the blood brain barrier or some shit like that. Uh, It just gets in your bloodstream way quicker because the butthole brain barrier. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're uh, yeah. No, that that didn't sound right. (laughs) You're um, it doesn't have to go through your system to get into your system it, i think just, i took the cap off of you. this and put it on oh yeah yes. yeah that would work great and then i have to do a handstand on the wall <laughs> just shake it up a little bit yeah nope. do that little twerk no that they, uh, we're going to come into the gym and Mark's just going to be practicing his handstands the whole time. Like, just like, Mark, you're really, I'm going to, I'm going to conquer this handstand yeah. push up shit. Oh, uh, like, really? It's because, yeah. and then he starts doing handstand push ups. You're like, what the fuck? What happened to you, Mark? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Is that mind blowing in the air? <laughs> Works every time. <laughs> All right. Anyway, uh, please drop us some comments down below and uh, like today's video and subscribe. If you guys are not subscribed right here on the YouTubes and if you're on the iTunes side, we'd sincerely appreciate some reviews. We would uh, really, really be grateful for that. But um, yeah, and uh, please follow the podcast at MB Power Project on Instagram, TikTok, and Twitter. My Instagram, TikTok, and Twitter is at I am Andrew Z and Simo. Where you at? I think I cut Andrew off before he was able to give the code. Code um, Power Project. Code Power Project. It's Save in money. the description and everything else. Um, but... Join the Discord. We're almost at 2,000 people in there and counting. So join there. And like Andrew said, hey, yo, leave some uh, leave some reviews on Spotify and Apple if you guys are digging the podcast because we have been climbing these charts like Tarzan. Is Tarzan swinging? Mm-hmm. No, climbing he monkeys. He swings. Hey, yo, we've been climbing these charts and those reviews help. Climbing you guys like are- King Kong because he climbs up. That's racist. No, I'm joking. That's How not- could it be racist? It's only racist if you think of it like that. Oh, it's not racist. He's a monkey. And Sima Yin on Instagram, okay. YouTube. I haven't seen Yin Yang on TikTok and Twitter. Mark. Is King Kong a monkey? <laughs> He's a gorilla. He's a gorilla, right? <laughs> is that a different category? Is, yeah. it, is it an ape? <gasps> Isn't it? What did you just call me? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, no, no, no. What you were looking at me when you said it. You weren't looking at Mark when you said it. I wasn't. This is true. Mm-hmm. I want to give a shout out to my son, Jake, uh, just for being awesome. He's a really interesting kid. Um, he took his Bronco that me and uh, his mommy bought him, yeah, uh, rich kid car, and he traded it in and got like a, I don't even know what the hell it is. Like he got like a Honda. He just wanted to chill, just like normal, I'm fucking 18, <laughs> I don't have a lot of money kind of car, and I thought that was really cool. Yeah. And not only did he do that, but he traded it in for two cars and got a car for his uncle. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> Dude, that's Holy awesome. shit. Like, what the fuck? That's Who does awesome. that? Because his uncle's going to be uh, traveling a little bit more uh, because he uh, got a different job. So he's got to commute more. So he needs like a commuter car. And I was just like, who the fuck what are the you? Hell? Get out of my house. <laughs> I didn't raise you like this. Yeah. You're supposed to be a scumbag. <laughs> all selfish. You're supposed to be shit. mean to people. We're rich. God damn it. <laughs> what the fuck? Shit, man. I know. Um, pretty, pretty interesting. Yeah. Anyway, I don't know where he gets it from. Awesome kid. Strength is never weak this week. This is never strength. Catch you guys later. Bye.